What is going on everybody? How is everyone doing today? Welcome back here today to episode 28 of the Just Ballin' Podcast. I'm here today with my friend Christian. He was on here a couple podcasts ago. What's up, Christian? What's going on? It's been a minute. It's good to be back. Yes. So we're going to be doing something pretty fun today, and we're going to be redrafting the 2018 draft. So how we're going to do this is Christian is going to have the first pick, and I'm going to have the second, and we're going to alternate back and forth, and we're going to be doing this like a fantasy draft. We're going to go through the whole first round, and yeah, we'll get through our picks. Um, I'm pretty excited for this. If you guys are enjoying these, we could definitely do other drafts as well. That would be fun. Uh, so yeah, I guess without further ado, we can get into this. Christian, who is the number one overall pick in the redraft. So in the redraft, the Suns are not going to be picking DeAndre Ayton. It's pretty obvious they're going to go with Luka Doncic, one of the best young players we've seen in the league in a long time. I think that's no surprise. I think that was one of the more obvious picks here. So this one was tough for the Kings pick, and I'm going to do this as they're not making a trade. They had Buddy Heald as their shooting guard. They have De'Aaron Fox as their point guard. And obviously, you may think they would want to take Trey Young. He's clearly the second best player in this draft. But they already drafted De'Aaron Fox in 2017. And he hasn't broken out yet, but they're still probably high on him going into the 2018 draft. And I'm going to have them selecting Jaron Jackson Jr. out of Michigan State. So, Jaron Jackson, um, obviously, is a stretch kind of power forward. He's a great defender. He's a good three-point shooter. The other player I had question, um, that I questioned taking here was Shea Gillagis-Alexander. But... Maybe you could slide down Buddy to the three, but you were going to end up getting Barnes, or possibly they wanted to still trade for Barnes. They had Bogdanovich. I don't know. I think they needed some big help, or some big help. They didn't really have any good front court members. Willie Coley Stein wasn't coming back at the end of 1819, and I have them selecting Jaron Jackson Jr. at number two in the redraft over Marvin Bagley, who they originally took. That brings us to three, which was Atlanta. And I guess Atlanta's going to stick with Trey Young then. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing this as uh, no no trades are gonna happen. So like, um, yeah. So like the Philly trade with Phoenix that isn't happening. The Charlotte LA trade with SGA isn't happening, and obviously the Luca uh, Dallas pick or the uh, excuse me uh, Dallas Atlanta pick isn't happening. So uh, yeah, this one was pretty easy, I guess. Terry Young still falling to Atlanta here at three. Uh, you would, yeah, yeah. Like, is there any debate on taking SGA over Trey, or you think it's just not, unanimous? Not there? right now. I mean, he's good, but. I think Trey's on another level from him. Yeah, I I agree. Um, even though Shea might be a better two-way player in the NBA, Trey's offense is just unbelievable. So that leads us here to the fourth pick, uh, and I'm gonna have the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Shea Gilgis Alexander here. Uh, he these four players that we've mentioned are probably the unanimous top four players in the draft, and they have Conley at this time. They have Gasol, but obviously they're moving in a different direction, and they ended up trading Gasol at the deadline and Conley in the start of the 2019 offseason. But they're gonna take Shea here and build around him instead of Jared Jackson Jr. at that time. So uh, the first four picks is Luca, Jared Jackson Jr., Trey Young, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. So this is now will get pretty interesting. Yeah, this th I think we're starting to get into the part where we're gonna have a lot of differences so fifth was dallas and i'm gonna have dallas taking deandre ayton now in the redraft the first overall pick originally i think he gets more hate than he deserves i know he was suspended this past year i think he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is i mean he's averaged over 17 points per game over 10 rebounds he's a really good nba player yeah and i think he just gets overshadowed by like 
Luca and Trey, and that he was the number one overall pick in the shift. Like, if he was the fifth pick, people would be like, oh, wow, this guy's so much more valuable than what he is. But I think people kind of... He had a lot of hype coming in. ...deteriorate his value. Yeah, yeah, and people deteriorate his value just because of how good the other players are. And they're like, oh, he shouldn't have gone number one. He's not as good as the number one pick should be. So I do agree with that. And I think he should definitely go top five. I think there is a debate for having him at two. I thought about it, taking DeAndre Aiden at two um, over Jaron Jackson Jr., but I just kind of like Jaron Jackson Jr.'s um, versatility in the NBA. And that he could shoot threes really well and Aiden really can't shoot and I think he's a lot better of a defender at the moment. The only thing on Jared Jackson Jr. is his foul trouble but I'm not too worried about that. So we are now here at the sixth overall pick and the original pick the Orlando Magic selected Mo Bamba and yeah so they're obviously not going to be taking Mo Bamba here. It'll be interesting to see how far Mo Bamba falls in this redraft but I'm going to have them selecting Colin Sexton. Uh, they needed a point guard for most of the 2018-19 season when they went into the playoffs as they were starting DJ Augustine at that time and I think this would have been their point guard for the future obviously they traded for Fulton we'll see if he is their point guard for the future but looking in hindsight they needed a point guard they would have loved to take Shea here probably um and Bamba was a questionable pick with Vucevic and then Vucevic was an all-star the following season so I think they needed a point guard desperately and they're going to take that in the redraft and they're taking Colin Sexton from Alabama here I had Colin Sexton same pick there in my redraft I thought they were going to take him um so seventh Seventh, I was torn between two guys for Chicago in the redraft. And I don't know if this is the right choice, but I'm going to switch it. Uh, not switch. I'm going to stay the same. They're going to stick with Wendell Carter, I think. That's that's what I would pick, too. That's what I had in my redraft, and uh, I agree. He's a good defender. It's just both the seasons uh, have been cut short so far. He's a little bit under... Yeah, he's a little bit undersized, but I think he's a really good defender. He's a really good pick-and-roll guy, and yeah, I agree. I would have him going there, too. Anything you else you want to say about Wendell Carter? Oh, he's... I mean, he's one of the better defenders in this class. I think he's going to get much better than he is now. I mean, he's, what, a like 10.8 rebound guy right now? I think he can score 15 a game. I think he can get up to that at some point. Get closer to 10. I mean, he could be a double-double guy. He was this year when he was playing. Before he got hurt, he was he was becoming like a double-double guy. He was playing really well on a really bad team. This this pick was hard here for this next one. And so the Cavs originally took Colin Sexton. Obviously, he's off the board. Trey Young's off the board. SJ's off the board. So the three best guards that were taken in the draft are off the board. So it's coming down between a couple players. I could go point guard. Two options being, or just kind of guard in general, and that's Dante DiVincenzo. Or that is Devontae Graham. And the Cavs are, this is their first pick post-LeBron, as LeBron did go to the Lakers in this offseason. But I think I'm, I think I'm going to actually take a take a wild pick here and uh, just a wild card pick and i'm gonna have them selecting michael porter jr here um yeah i made a video yeah i made a video a couple weeks ago and i had them taking dante divincenzo but i think it would want to hit i mean i don't know because they have like they really can't mess this pick up because this is where they're starting their rebuild post lebron they have kevin love and guys obviously but they're not good they're not going to be good for the next couple years and I think, yeah, they're going to go for the potential in Michael Porter Jr. And I'm going to have them taking him there. They didn't really desperately need a point guard at this time. They still had George Hill on roster. Uh, and, and it's not like they... And point guard is probably the most deep position in the NBA. So I'm going to have them taking Michael Porter Jr. Probably will sit out his rookie year. They're going to tank. Maybe they would have ended up having a better shot at getting Zion, even though the lottery doesn't mean that much anymore. But yeah, I'm going to have them selecting Michael Porter Jr. Uh, here. And I, I kind of like this pick over what I originally had in DiVincenzo. So yeah, I'm going with MPJ here. So now we got the Knicks 
uh, at nine. They took Kevin Knox originally. Um, I'm going to go away from Knox, and I'm actually going to take Bagley here. I think I, he's been disappointing, but he hasn't been horrible. It's just for the second pick, he hasn't been as great. He's still a good player. Obviously, he was hurt this past year a lot, uh, but he's like a 15-point eight rebound guy right now not a great defender though i think he would have been a pretty interesting guy to play with Kristaps if they fully committed on moving Kristaps to the five and then they would have bagley at the four even though some people do think bagley could be a five in the nba or that's where he's going to be uh, i don't think his defense is great but i think Kristaps could have helped him on that side of the ball uh bagley can space the floor he's not a all he's not a spectacular shooter but i think his he's definitely trending on that he could be a solid or respectable three-point shooter in his career and i yeah, I do like this pick for the Knicks. I think you would have wanted to go big man here. Obviously, they just took Frank in the 2017 draft. Who knows what they would have done with him in 2018-19. Uh, still probably wouldn't have developed him like they did. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I would have taken a big man here, or at least a forward in general. So, would you have taken, who would you have taken, would you have taken Michael Porter Jr. if I didn't take him? Or were you fully set on Bagley, um, no matter what here? I was, I was pretty set on Bagley. So, Philly is here picking at, 10 and originally they took me bridges and i love that pick he was villanova guy philadelphia guy or pennsylvania guy and they traded him away to get that future miami pick which they ended up using to get tobias harris okay but i actually like that they need kind of three and d guys off the bench and he was spectacular for that so i'm debating taking Mikel bridges here but i'm actually going to go with dante divincenzo who is kind of like a swiss defender off the bench he could play point guard he could play shooting guard he can guard threes he's a smart player he doesn't turn it over he's got a great assist turnover ratio uh he's a good shooter he's a respectable scorer and i think he'd be perfect for the sixers team i don't know if he could be the future point guard for them if they ended up wanting to move uh ben simmons out of that role but i think he could be a maybe a two obviously they didn't have josh richardson at this time and they would end up trading for jimmy butler uh, at the start of the next season and who knows maybe their team could have been ben simmons divincenzo butler harris Embiid. that would have been really good obviously uh because they ended up getting zyra smith out of this draft and he has done absolutely nothing in the nba so i'm gonna have them taking divincenzo here and that wraps out the top 10 so now we're on the 11th pick the charlotte hornets um I have them taking with this pick a guy who didn't even go in the first round originally, Devontae Graham, but this past year, for up until the season got stopped, uh, he was he was playing really well for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, at this time, Kemba Walker's still on the team, but people are starting to already talk about him potentially leaving because they can't have a winning organization there. Uh, things weren't going right. You could put him at the shooting guard. He could be a perfect shooting guard, too, next to Kemba. So I just think it makes a lot of sense to add him into the mix there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think getting, yeah, Graham, and then if it's not the end of the world, if you, because uh, they ended up getting Graham, obviously, like you said. Um, but if they ended up not getting anything for Kemba, which they ended up doing, he could be a nice uh, fill-in for them. And then, yeah, they could have groomed him. And then maybe they would have been comfortable building around him and trading Kemba at the deadline, at least getting something for him. So now we're in... Uh, the first of the two back-to-back -back Clippers picks. So, originally, they took technically Miles Bridges, but it was a swap with SGA. So, they got a great pick here at 12 um, in Shea Gilgis. Then they used him as the main point or the main asset in the Paul George trade. But I'm going to have them selecting, I think, our second second-round pick now. Yeah, because... Uh, Devontae Graham was the first second round guy. Now we're going to have a second one right back to back. And I'm going to have them selecting Mitchell Robinson 
uh, who the Knicks took in the second round and has been phenomenal so far for what people expected. He was the 36th overall pick. He's been a stellar rim protector. He's been arguably a top five shot blocker in the league for his first two years. The main knock on him is he's still super raw. He's still super inexperienced. He gets into foul trouble. Sometimes he just is all over the place, but he just ended the regular season with, I think, the record for field goal percentage. He's great around the rim. When the dude gets the ball around the rim, the ball is going in the basket or is getting fouled. He never gets blocked. He never really misses his inside shots. It's just, obviously, he's pretty limited, but I think that's why the Clippers could maybe take him here because they could take that. Obviously, one of their picks here were Jerome Robinson, which <laughs> won't even be uh, selected here in this first round. But Mitchell Robinson... They could kind of build around him. Obviously, they're not going to make him the one or two maybe uh, focus points of the uh, rebuild, but they can use him as a complimentary piece. He can run the floor. He's great in the pick and roll. He's great inside. He can shot block, and I have the Clippers taking him with the 12th pick. I know you were talking about him potentially earlier, right? Yeah, so Mikel Bridges, yeah, it would have been perfect for like a good team. And I think like the Clippers who were still respectable, they had Gallinari, they still had... They were a playoff team uh, back when this draft happened. Obviously not what they are now with George and Kawhi, but especially now when you consider that they brought in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think he would be an even more important piece. He's just a great like do-it-all guy. He's good defensively. He's got long arms. He's not a guy you can rely on to be one of your top options or build around, but on a really good team, he's a nice piece to have. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I, that's who I was going to take for Denver because I think Denver at, at this position, they knew they could take a risk and drafted uh, Michael Porter Jr. because they didn't need him immediately for the next year and they still were the two seed without him. So I think I want to add a player that maybe doesn't have that insane boom potential that could be a top two option on a good team, but I'm going to have a complimentary piece. It came down between a couple guys. Uh, I thought about Jalen Brunson here, but I think Monte Morris kind of had and was respectable as the backup point guard. So I have them taking Landry Shamit, who is a spectacular three-point shooter. He's amazing off the ball. Nothing crazy defensively, nothing crazy as a playmaker, but he's a spectacular shooter and he's a specialist type of player. So for Denver, obviously they pretty much were going to start Gary Harris this year, but Shamit, if he gets hurt, he can kind of go in there or he's off the bench and he's a guy that could just light it up off the bench, give you a spark off the bench and just be a very valuable piece to a good team. So that is going to wrap out our lottery. So yeah, I have Shamit going here at 14. Now we're out of the lottery, the 15th pick. Uh, Washington Wizards, who at this time thought that they still had John Wall and Bradley Beal, so they probably thought they were a competitive team still at this point. Um, so I have them going with Kevin Herter, who is another guy that is a good scorer, good three-point shooter, not a guy you can build your team around. Uh, it's tough to find at this point in the draft but just a solid player and a nice roster piece to have. Yeah, so I think he's pretty much like a type of uh, player that way G. Shaman is. Come off the bench, uh, be a specialist player, mainly shoots, uh, shoot the ball, shoot some threes. So that is the first pick in the non-lottery. So at 16, the Suns originally took, it was technically Zyra Smith, but was traded to Philadelphia and they gave up the Miami pick. But I have them selecting a point guard in Jalen Brunson. Uh, throughout the 2018-19 season, their point guards were Devin Booker, Eli Okobo, 
Javon Carter. It was just a bunch of random point guards or random guys kind of playing the uh, starting point guard spot that really didn't fit there for them. So I'm going to have them taking a true point guard here in Jalen Brunson, and I think he would have been a really good playmaker at the one for them, and they would have had, um, in this redraft technically, they would have had Luka, who I guess could have been their point guard, but they would have also had Brunson and Devin Booker, and they would have had, I think, a lot better of a core than what they ended up with, but they still ended up with a solid team with Mikel and DeAndre Aiden, but I think Brunson and Luka, people would rather have. So, who do you have at 17 to Milwaukee? So, 17 to Milwaukee, obviously, we know what Milwaukee is. So, I have them taking... I was thinking about it a lot. Obviously, they don't really need a guy who can score a lot. They just need a good piece to come off their bench, primarily. Um, I actually have a Kogi. Great defender. Uh, I think he fits really well on that team, actually. Yeah, good defender off the bench, kind of specialist guy, mainly for his defense. So, yeah, I, I agree with that pick as well. So, we're coming up here to San Antonio. And this is pretty interesting because they are they haven't technically traded Kawhi Leonard yet, but they ended up doing so um, a couple months later. So, they could definitely go with a wing here. Um, and I think I'm going to have them select Miles Bridges, who originally went to Charlotte, um, or technically went to LA, but was traded to Charlotte here. Uh, they don't have DeRozan, but they kind of want that guy that could maybe be the next small forward for them, because uh, they knew they were kind of trading away Kawhi, and this would have maybe persuaded them to get something better for Kawhi, or just maybe a different piece to maybe a center or a shooting guard, and then they could have had Miles Bridges, Aldridge, DeJounte Murray, who ended up tearing his ACL, but we didn't know that yet, so um, he was their point guard going into the year. Maybe if they knew the ACL injury, they could have went with a guy like Aaron Holiday, but I'm going to have them selecting Miles Bridges here with the 18th pick in the redraft. All right, so you just brought up who I'm going to pick at 19 for Atlanta. I'm going to go Aaron Holiday. I, I like Aaron Holiday. Yeah, me too. No Trey Young. Uh, he's been really good in a pretty limited role, or not even a limited role as he had his time to shine this year definitely for uh indiana and i do think he's a very underrated point guard i think he could be a starting point guard on a pretty average team i don't know about a good team or an elite team but i think an average team he could definitely start a point guard so we are here at 20 with minnesota d'anthony melton he's gonna go here to the timberwolves in the redraft who came alive for the memphis grizzlies this year he was i believe in a piece in that josh jackson trade so the grizzlies actually got a nice piece from that um or from that trade uh from the uh Technically, the Suns, he was drafted by the Rockets, who I believe they ended up trading him to Phoenix for Brandon Knight. And Melton turned out to be a pretty nice combo guard for Memphis this year. He's not a guy that could start and probably lead a good team. But I think for Minnesota, Jeff Teague was getting up there in age, and they wouldn't have Josh Okoge in the redraft here. So I think he could be a nice combo guard for them for the future, or he could probably play meaningful minutes in his rookie year. And they ended up trading Jimmy Butler anyway. So he would have been with around Robert Covington. He would have been around Dario Saric and Towns. And I think it would have been... A, a nice little young core. I don't think it would have been anything crazy, but I think Melton would be the best option for them here at 20. So 21 now is the Utah Jazz, who again, another playoff team here. So they they don't really need a stud. Uh, they just need a good piece. And I think top 10 pick in this draft, Kevin Knox, is a piece for them. I, got, I mean, he was known as a shooter when he came out of Kentucky. Hasn't really worked out so far for the Knicks, but uh, I think he'd fare better on Utah, where he's not being asked to start, play big minutes, have a big role both sides of the court. He's not a great defender. I think he it would help having guys like Rudy Gobert on that team. You know, it's a good defensive team, Minnesota. Uh, uh, not Minnesota, Utah, sorry. I think he has a chance to really succeed on Utah. 
yeah, so like you put Favors, Mitchell, Gobert on him. I think he would have ended up being a better player. Like right now, his position in the NBA, he's a bust. He's pretty horrible. But I think if he ended up with better coaching in Utah, not all this drama, a coaching change already into his uh or ten games into his sophomore year, he would have been around better defenders, more NBA player like actual veterans that can probably teach him. And yeah, I think he would have been a lot better player in the NBA if he wasn't selected by the New York Knicks. And you can probably say that about a lot of their draft picks. So at twenty two, I have the Bulls selecting Troy Brown uh here, who they originally selected was Chandler Hutchinson. But yeah, I'm gonna have them going with another forward who I think is better than Chandler Hutchinson. Um Troy Brown out of Oregon. He's a I think a more versatile wing. I don't really like Chandler Hutchinson's offense at all. I think he's okay, like, in transition when the ball is going and he could just play when it's playing fast. But in the half court, I don't like him at all. I don't think he's going to be a respectable shooter. I don't think he's going to be a respectable offensive player. And I don't like his defense as much as other people do. And I like Troy Brown's uh, just versatility. I think he could be not like a great two-way player in the NBA, but I think he could be respectable um, with better coaching. I don't know if Chicago would be that. Um, I mean, he has pretty solid coaching in um washington so that kind of was a dumb statement to say that chicago had better coaching uh with join uh with jim boylan and scott brooks but i think i like this i like troy brown over Chandler hutchinson here and i think with zach levine um maybe they would go for a point guard at this time because they didn't really i don't even remember who their point guard was going into 2018-19 well yeah but yeah it was chris dunn so um I think they would go forward here. Maybe they would look at point guards, but I think with like Aaron Holiday and Jalen Brunson off the board, uh, they could end up going with a wing here, and I have them selecting Troy Brown. Um, so that brings us to pick 23, Indiana. Um, and I have Indiana going with Karuks, who's another guy, decent three-point shooter, nice guy off the bench. I'm He's 6'9". Uh, this past year, he shot almost 40% from three, so he's still developing getting better i think he'd be a, like a really nice piece on a pretty good team off the bench yeah i agree uh so we kind of forgot about this guy i think i would have had this player who i'm about to say go to you um at probably the last three picks but um it's gonna be our first undrafted guy and that is duncan robinson so um duncan robinson came alive this year and he's a very interesting piece just because who knows where he would be right now if he wasn't playing in Miami with their great player development staff. So I have Portland selecting him here, and they originally took Anthony Simons. But I think Robinson could be a great three-point shooter for them off the bench. A uh, guy that they drafted in the second round, Gary Trent. Uh, I think he could end up being a better player for them um, than Trent, even if he was drafted by Portland with a completely different player development staff than Miami. And I think he could just be like Kevin Herter, like Landry Shamit, that sharpshooter off the bench for them if they just developed him correctly. And if they spent a first-round pick, they would try to develop him correctly. So yeah, I'm going to have uh, the Trailblazers select Duncan Robinson here at 24. So 25, the Lakers. We were talking earlier. Uh, LeBron James now in the picture changes everything. Uh, so at 25, I'm actually going to have them taking Mo Bamba. They were looking for a center uh, for a while. Obviously, they finally found it with Anthony Davis. But there were guys before it didn't work out, like Cousins this past year. I think Mo Bamba, maybe given an opportunity on a team that good, could turn into something. Yeah, I agree. With uh, Probably, yeah, just have a chance to start. Because the Lakers, uh, their center was just like, what? It was just like Mo Wagner at this time this year. Um, it wasn't just anything crazy. Uh, like JaVale McGee was here and there. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't great. And I think Mo Bamba with a better, like, 
well, yeah, with LeBron around him, and just maybe just LeBron alone could make him a better player than what he is in Orlando. And he would actually have a chance to start. Uh, their coach at this time, Luke Walton, I don't know if this would be better for him uh, than Steve Clifford in Orlando, but I think or, um, Clifford kind of likes his proven guys better than developing guys, so maybe this would be a better opportunity for Mo Bamba. So with the 26th pick in the redraft, I'm going to have the 76ers select Sveen Makayak. So they originally took in the redraft at 10, which was the Lakers' original first-round pick. They took uh, Dante DiVincenzo, but I'm going to have them take a uh, wing-slash-guard uh, off the bench who is just kind of like, a like another one of these guys that is just mainly there for his shooting, coming off ball screens off the bench, and just kind of being a guy that you would want to hit, like, or you would like for him to hit two to three threes a night and just kind of be that spark plug off the bench and I think for Philly they need all the shooting they can get and I think maybe this would be kind of like what Furkan Korkmaz is for them now and yeah I have them taking Sima Makayak here 26. All right so 27 uh is the Boston Celtics and I'm gonna have the Celtics taking Gary Trent adding another shooter to a really good team um obviously he went into college a lot of people thought he was gonna be a really high pick in this draft didn't really work out but he hasn't been bad in the NBA for Portland. I think he's a nice a nice piece for them. And I think he could really help that team with his shooting. I think he'd be a nice guard coming off the bench for them. So coming in at 28, this is a very elite Golden State Warriors team. And I'm going to have them selecting Kenrich Williams. So he's another undrafted player that went um, or signed as an undrafted rookie after the 2018 draft. And I think he'd be a very nice just kind of defender for Golden State and just another player that they could take um, later in this draft because they ended up taking Jacob Evans, who really didn't pan out for them at all. And I think taking Kenrich Williams here, he could be a nice defender off the bench, kind of also maybe knock down a shot or two and just score inside and obviously he'd probably be a lot better of a player uh when all that kind of focus is on clay and steph and kd and even sometimes draymond so i do like this pick he would be a i think a pretty solid defender coming off the bench for this warriors team and he would help them try to win the 2019 finals obviously i think he would have been a better player on the floor than some of the other guys that ended up playing for the warriors when kd and clay went down so i have the warriors taking Cambridge williams with the 28th pick all right, so 29, the Brooklyn Nets are on the clock here. Um, and I'm going to have them taking Anthony Simons. Uh, he's a guy that was kind of a question mark going into the draft. He didn't go to college. But this past year, he took a huge step forward. He actually got minutes on Portland, and he looked like he could potentially be something. He's I mean, really athletic. Um, I think he's... Obviously, Brooklyn didn't have Katie and Kyrie at this time, so they were... At this point in the first round, I think you just take a guy that you see has a lot of upside, really young guy, end of the first round, you don't really know much about, and you just hope the best. Yeah, I think the upside is definitely there for Simons. His defense definitely needs to be worked on, but I think uh, if you spend maybe a little bit more time in the G League because he came straight out of IMG Academy, or he did play in the G League technically um, in his rookie year, technically in his collegiate year, so I think he could just be... Yeah, I think it could be a nice score off the bench, similar to Gary Trent. Definitely has more potential, I think, to Gary Trent. But uh, obviously, Portland has them both now. And this year, I don't think was spectacular for Simons. Uh, but I think it shows that if he just continues to maybe be a little bit more respectful on the defensive end, he could definitely be a rotational player in the NBA for his career. So coming in at 30, the final pick in this 2018 redraft of the first round, I'm going to have the Atlanta Hawks selecting uh, Mo Wagner. They originally took Amari Spellman here. Uh, Mo Wagner isn't like 
a great NBA player, but he's a player that you would want on your team, especially coming off the bench. He's a high motor guy. He plays with a lot of energy. He's a pretty solid shooter for a big man. He's great, I think, as just kind of getting under the offensive skin. He's great at uh, drawing charges. I think he's a pretty solid defender and a pretty solid rim protector. I don't think he's anything crazy. I don't think you want him guarding your Joel Embiid's or your Carl Anthony Townses, but I think he could be a nice guy coming off the bench. High motor guy. He can guard uh, second unit uh, big men as well, and I have him going at 30 at the last pick of the 2018 redraft to the Hawks here. So yeah, that is going to wrap out the 2018 redraft. Uh, thank you for coming on, Christian. This was a lot of fun to do. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, this is the first round picks. Um, if you want to see what it looks like, you can go on the Sauce YouTube channel where I post these podcasts and you can see kind of the spreadsheet and I typed out every pick. If you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, means a lot. Thank you. Same with Spotify. Um, and if you guys could drop a follow or rating or review over there, it would be great. And then if you're on YouTube, just dropping a like on the video means a lot. So yeah, thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys in episode 29. Peace.